Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's your host, John Bedell. Hey, Flyer fans. How are you? Welcome back for another season of Flyer Feedback. Coming to you live from Flanagan's Pub. We've missed uh, most of you. Hope you enjoyed your offseason. Some of you very much needed it. Take a break. Do something else besides Dayton basketball for a little, little bit. Said in March. Everybody step away from the Dayton basketball. Let's just 10 deep breaths, everybody. You're in timeout until November. Well, here November is, and we're back. We are back. Uh, Keith Dayton, a winner, 89-71 over the Capitol Crusaders, a D3 team coached by former Flyer Damon Goodwin coming into the arena. 18-point win in their only public exhibition tune-up. They did take advantage of the new structure that gives you an option to play. You have to play one publicly, but you can play a super-secret scrimmage if you like. Dayton did that against Pitt and lost to a team that's uh, picked to finish last in the ACC, which caused a lot of panic from a lot of people. I don't put a whole lot of stock in closed-door scrimmage, nor should you, I think. Uh, your, your just initial impressions, Keith, for this this tune-up before we get started with North Florida coming in here on Wednesday for real. Well, I think Coach Grant said a lot of it. There was some really good things they did tonight and then some obviously some kinks that they got to work out, and that would be very typical of a young team. Uh, which we still kind of are. I mean, we got, we got a good mixed bag here of some veterans that are returni- returning, not really veterans, like one-year veterans, um, yeah. guys with a little bit of experience and some guys coming back. But then we got a bunch of new guys that we're getting into the mix too. So get them all on the same page on offense and on defense, and I think you saw that for, for some times tonight. Um, but obviously getting settled into a flow and everybody knowing their role and how we're going to play it and how it's all going to pan out. Um, you know, that'll take some time, and hopefully when we do turn the lights on for real and the next time it's not just a, a pretend game that, that we're able to come out and still take care of business. One thing that Larry talked about with Coach Grant immediately in his postgame comments was something that jumps off the page this year is that this team likes each other. I don't think that was always the case last year with some of the drama and off the court things I can't say on the air in terms of language that was going on, right? I'll say this about the departures, because last year was mostly water under the bridge, but for the five guys who left, I'm just going to say it. I'm not trying to badmouth anybody on the air, but you need not look at those five departures, Keith, as anything other than addition by subtraction. Yeah, I think I think we're better off this year. I think we're better off with the squad that we got right now, and uh, you know, I think the, the atmosphere of the team, the chemistry of the team can go so far and and do so much for a team you can do more with a less talented team that's got great chemistry than you can with a super talented team that has absolutely no chemistry and you got five individuals out there all self-centered and and worried about themselves and you know i i would agree i think we had some issues last year that um you know maybe you picked up on it maybe you didn't um but i think we did a good job i would like to think we did a pretty good job of peeling back the curtain last year and letting people in on without getting too into detail because there's some stuff that like like i say all the time with this show we try to inform and entertain right yeah we like to have some fun 
but also we're insiders when it comes to this team. And I try to pull, we try to pull back the curtain and really give people an idea of what's really going on when that's necessary. Right, right. And, right. and, and nobody's in the business to, to badmouth anybody. Or, but like you said, water under the bridge. We're moving forward. And I think we're going to move uh, a lot further forward and faster with the squad that we have here. And I've said this to some buddies as we've kind of gotten ready for this season, as we've just kind of chatted, obviously, off the air because this is our first show. That Typically in sports, you know, I think you can look at, oh, it's a culture reset. That's kind of cliche. I don't think you can overestimate, underestimate what, overestimate, what it means for this team to have just cleared the decks, reset culture-wise, and now you have an understanding from everybody that's here they want to be here, they're bought in, and they understand this is the way it's going to be if you're going to be here. Right. There's there's choppy waters with every transition. We saw it as Archie took over from BG. They, they regressed in year two, and they had to get worse before they got better. And in part, that second year was because you had some disengaged and seniors and some poor leadership. Those right. guys graduate, boom, off it goes. Next year is the Elite Eight run. They don't look back. I just don't think it can be overstated what just, again, this reset and everybody here being bought in is going to do for this team. Well, and I think you look at and obviously with Archie Miller in those years, the core group of guys that he had, uh, core group of guys that he had, when they really bought into his system, they were really, really good. When you don't have that buy-in for whatever reason, then that can make your team – you know, struggle at times. And we struggled with teams that we shouldn't have last year. But ultimately, uh, yeah, it is what it is. We're moving yep. forward. I think the guys that we got now, Mike Sell coming back, who yep. is a great team player, great atmosphere guy, great locker room guy. Trey Landers, I mean, you see it on the court. Uh, you know, he's kind of the lifeblood of this team. Uh, Josh Cunningham, albeit a little bit quieter, still leads by a great example, working hard. Uh, doing what the coaches ask him, still team player. And then you got your your Spirit Award winner, your Team Spirit Award winner, who didn't even play last year in Obi Toppin, coming and finally gets gets a chance to play. And, you know, he's had some viral videos of his athleticism, and, and oh, yes. obviously that gets you a little excited and, and gets you through the summer and really anxious for the season. Um, so hopefully we can harness some of that and put it towards actual college basketball. And I think uh, – I think he could have a good first year, too. He's one of the newcomers, and he's he's one that's different than the other five. You know, the, the, the two of the five newcomers that sort of have asterisks next to them, Keith, is Obi and also Mike Sell, because they've both – Mike Sell did not play last year but had a year in the system and was medically redshirting, but he's been in the system for a few. Mm -hmm. Obi got to spend a year in the program while he didn't get to play last year because he was ruled a partial qualifier. Unlike these freshmen and – freshman and a JUCO transfer and Jerry Matos coming in here, he has been exposed to the college game. And I'll tell you what, physically, because you and I and fans of the arena and anybody who went to a game last year and saw Obadiah Toppin in person last year, Keith, what he looks like today compared to 12 months ago is night and day. He is, he's a big kid. Yeah. I had, I forgot how long he is, just freakishly long, athletic. He's put on muscle mass. Yep. He's, they say he's grown an inch, and he looks like it. There's been times, Keith, the last probably two months where he's been popping up on their social media pages, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, and I've had to literally do a double take and say, wait, who's that kid? Oh, it's Obi. You don't yeah. recognize yep. him. Physically, he has completely transformed himself yeah. from this time last year, and the kid looks like an absolute wagon. Yeah, and, and, 
And the greatest thing about him is he's got such a great attitude while doing it all yeah. that everybody else wants wants to follow along. It's, you know, come on, guys, let's go do this. And it raises the level uh, of everybody. And when you're able to raise that level in practice and compete at a higher level, it comes out in the games, and you're able to compete at higher levels in the games as well. He had some highlight reel dunks too, but one thing I was not expecting, and uh, maybe this is, uh, you know, uh, just generalizing a front court player. He's got some nice touch, Keith. Nice court vision. A couple nice turnaround J's. Yeah. The turnaround J, Short but also corner. his his court vision and the way he, his touch with passing the ball. I was yeah. really impressed with his touch, both shooting and just his court vision and, the, and a couple of the assists and his sharp passes he had. Today. Yeah, and, and you know, Capital didn't have anybody that was really tall, but they had guys right. that were that were being as physical as possible as the, as they could uh, with our guys, and you know, they didn't make it easy on them down there as well. So it, it's good to see that, uh, especially from a kid that young, and, and hopefully he can stay healthy and continue to develop. Another touch that a lot of people seem to like tonight was that of Jerry Matos. Kid can stroke it. Keith looks like he can shoot really well. We talk about backup point guard. That's certainly one of the questions for this team. He's one of the ones that could emerge as, you know, maybe he's the guy. I know Anthony's talked about, well, we've got several options. There's Jordan Davis, Cohill, Matos. But, Keith, you got to like flashes of what you saw from Matos tonight, too, the Juco yeah, transfer. And, and as a Juco transfer, he's played a couple of years, so he's not coming in uh, as undeveloped as a typical freshman would. He's been playing physically. He's, you know, older and more mature and more developed. And, you know, that's, that's good to have him come in, be available, uh, and, and hopefully he picks up on the system really well. I think he settled in. You saw it in the second half. He really settled in and, you know, knocked down some open jump shots. He makes the extra pass, makes good decisions. Um, yeah, so I, I really liked what I saw out of him today too. We tend to see everybody in an exhibition game. Is there anybody that played tonight, Keith, uh, aside from walk-ons, that you look at and think, and you kind of talked about this during the break. I'm going to pick your brain on the air about this. That that played tonight that we might not see as much of, at least as the season starts to get off the ground. Yeah, you know, we didn't see a ton out of Policelli tonight uh, as far as volume of minutes goes. And I think he's someone, he just, he needs to be able to find his flow and get a little bit of confidence. Coming in as a, as a freshman, uh, it seems as though he is trying to figure out the system, where he should be on offense, where he should be on defense, kind of what exactly his role is. And, you know, sometimes it just takes a game or two or a good practice and things start to click. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll see that from him eventually. But, uh, you know, it would be tough to play to go nine deep uh, every single game. Um, so if you're looking if you're looking for me to make a comment on who the odd duck out would be in that situation, I think it might be him. But he's got a ton of potential. I mean, he's. He's big kid inside, outside, um, has potential, and I, I think he wants to do well. He's just got to kind of find his niche. Flyers certainly found their flow in the second half. It was the slow start, but they were off and running after the break. 89-71, they are, they will be undefeated in games that don't count this year. The Dayton Flyers winner, 89-71 over D3 Capital. John Bedell, former Flyer and UD Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and you. Flyer fans here tonight for Flyer Feedback, and it continues live from Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street on the other side of this break, right here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 9.30. I'm Dave Daniels. Here are the three big things you need to know this hour. A Tallahassee gunman kills one person and injures four others before turning the gun on himself. 
A Piqua cop accused of OVI while on duty resigns. In our top story, the president hitting the campaign trail hard while pushing for immigration reform. I'm Chief Meteorologist Eric Elwell. A break from the rain coming, but not for long. I'm tracking another system due in next week. Look at my extended forecast coming up. Now, WHIO triple team traffic looking good this evening on your Miami Valley highways and byways. No accidents or backups to tell you about this hour. If you're on southbound 675 from 70 to 35, that 13-mile drive is going to take you about 13 minutes. Our top story at the White House, President Trump is back on the campaign trail tonight and talking about the need for immigration reform less than 100 hours from midterm election day. It is the most ridiculous system in the world. It's obsolete, but that's not the problem. The problem is it's a stupid system, and it doesn't work, and the Democrats and the Republicans could change it immediately. We could do it in one day. We could have it fixed, but the Democrats don't want to do it because they're playing politics. The president with rally stops in West Virginia and Indiana this evening. A shooting at a hot yoga studio in Tallahassee, Florida, ends with two people dead, including the gunman by his own hand and four others critically injured. Officials have not yet released that shooter's name. No word yet on the victim's identities or the extent of their injuries. A Dayton school worker says a loaded gun and ammo were stolen from his car this morning. A police report shows other items were also taken from the vehicle at Dayton Boy Preparatory Academy on West 3rd Street. The caller, who told dispatchers of the theft, says the thief walked off into the nearby neighborhood. Cops say the firearm, two magazines, and 50 rounds of ammo were taken. With local news every 15 minutes, this is WHIO Continuing News. Updating a story we're following, a Piqua police officer accused of OVI on duty is resigning effective immediately. Justin Augustine's resignation comes as the 38-year-old faces another charge, improperly handling firearms in a motor vehicle. Cops say Augustine crashed into a flatbed semi with his cruiser in a parking lot. WHIO's Ron Otto, the department says his criminal case is still pending. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 Chief Meteorologist Eric Elwell. Some light showers moving by as we head through the evening hours, but then clouds should break toward daybreak. Temperatures dropping down to 36 tonight. We'll get some sunshine in here tomorrow. Temperatures stay cool, about 52. Partly sunny Sunday, 59, but some showers return Sunday night. I'm Chief Meteorologist Eric Elwell at the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar. Rain showers throughout the eastern half of the Miami Valley at this hour. Seeing some heavier rain now in Clark, Warren, and Greene counties. It's 43 degrees in Xenia, 42 in Springfield, and 43 degrees in Dayton at 933. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Nobody wants to get injured. But if you do, trust your care to the sports medicine team at Kettering Health Network. Whether you're a weekend warrior, youth player, or professional athlete, our individualized treatment plans are designed to get you back in action. Learn more about how we care for athletes at KetteringHealth.org backslash sportsmed. That's KetteringHealth.org backslash sportsmed. Hello, it is I, thine king. Today, I speaketh on behalf of Bud Light and the most sacred of traditions, the tailgate. In my days as a collegiate liege, I hosted the very first tailgate in Yon Woods. We didn't have coolers or sports. We were basically just in the woods. But we had Bud Light, so a tailgate it was. Anyway, I invite you to continue my legacy and enjoy Bud Light courtesy of me at your tailgate. Also courtesy of me. 
Dilly dilly. Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light Beer, AB St. Louis, Missouri. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics as the official sports medicine provider for 42 area schools. We treat more student-athletes than anyone else in the region. From injury prevention, treatment, and sports performance, our team of board-certified sports medicine and orthopedic physicians, athletic trainers, and rehabilitation specialists offer a comprehensive program focused on the goals of each athlete. To learn more or to find a Premier Health sports medicine specialist, visit premierhealth.com sportsmed. Premier Health taking care to a higher level. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, welcome back to Flyer Feedback. John Bedell, former Flyer and UD Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and you here for Feedback tonight. We're coming to you live from Flanagan's Pub. It's a place where... We won't let a crippling video game addiction keep us from hosting Flyer Feedback and not caring about the Dayton Flyers. No, sir. We might play a little bit of Fortnite here and there, but, Keith, we're going to stay focused this year, and darn it, we'll be here after every home game to host. Not just because we're contractually obligated, but because (laughs) we care about this team. Dayton a winner tonight, 89-71 over D3 Capital. Former Flyer Damon Goodwin, Anthony Grant's teammate for three years here at UD. They were both on that Elite Eight team in 84, uh, brought his Capital team in here the third time he's done so recently Keith they were here in 04 for an exhibition await uh, for I believe a regular season game both against BG squads um, a nice tune up and we were talking Keith there's a lot of um, there's several storylines to follow this year depth is one uh, this is another year where they've got sort of limited depth they've got I believe nine scholarship players on the roster next year is really where the help arrives and you've got uh, you're just based on the transfers that will be playing next year you're up to 12 scholarships and you're uh, transfers in your 2019 recruit, uh, and then you've still got one open scholarship, whatever Anthony decides to do with Josh's, what will become Josh Cunningham's slot. Does he keep it in the hip pocket? Does he burn it? We'll see. Because uh, next year you get E.B. Watson, Rodney Chapman, and Jordy Shimanga. Uh, those are guys who are transfers who are on the bench, all three from, uh, well, two of the three from BCS programs, Watson from Michigan, Chapman from Chattanooga, and Shimanga from Nebraska. And you also got one 2019 recruit to commit, Sissoko. He's a 6'10 center from, originally from Mali, uh, calls uh, Sewanee, Georgia home these days, and he'll be coming here next year as well. So one more year to get through sort of a, a shallower bench, shallower uh, team in terms of depth. So um, how do you see this rotation kind of playing out, Keith? Who do you? We saw Mike Sell start. He's a veteran that's back now after the uh, medical redshirt for a year. Who do you see as kind of, Taking the lion's share of the minutes in this on this team, you know, I see I see us running with the starters that we have, um, and obviously Toppin is is the first guy off the bench for Josh um, coming in as a big guy. Uh, I think it's I don't know that you might see him at the on the court at the same time if we have to go really big, uh, but you jeopardize foul trouble or or losing both of them for for whatever situation if you if you do keep that. You'll see him a little bit uh, maybe if we're if we're messing with some lineups. Uh, Trey Landers, Ryan Mikesell, um, to me they're very similar, similar players, similar size, I guess a little bit different. Trey's not necessarily outside uh, of a shot, a little more driver, inside presence. Ryan Mikesell, a bit more of a shooter. Um, but I think you, Matos comes in, Matos comes in and, uh, and replaces either one of them. And we can go small by replacing one of them. We can go big by replacing one with Matos and, and one with, uh, one with uh, Obi Toppin. So, uh, 
Cohill, I think, will be your primary point guard backup. Uh, not necessarily sure if we'll see a lot of him and Crutcher at the same time. You know, although we could uh, if, if the situation arises, if we want to play really fast. And, you know, one of the things uh, Coach Grant talked about in the, in the his post game a little bit was, you know, we saw a little bit of defense turning into offense when we got, uh, you know, a block shot or a steal. Uh, should mention, I, from what I saw, if I remember, we had three, if not four guys diving on the floor for loose balls in a, in a warm-up game, essentially. So love that hustle. But turning that into fast breaks and we got some slippery guys that can uh weave their way into the lane and uh, get there and finish and at the same time drop off to obi drop off to josh or kick back out to to matos or or mike cell and you know i like the way that looks defensively um i think this should be an improved team there's been a, certainly a focus of the offseason we've heard anthony and josh cunningham among others talk about that on the record as we've kind of geared up for this season and coverage you've certainly seen from us here at whio radio and our friend David Jablonski and our co-worker over at the Dayton Daily News, Jabo, cranking out premium content as always. Follow Jabo on Twitter if you're not. Um, but they played a lot of zone. God, they played so much zone last year, Keith. And I know that that kind of galled a lot of fans that didn't want to see it as much as they did. Um, but a lot of that was because you had, frankly, you were playing zone to mask Costas and uh, – jeez, uh, I'm drawing a blank now. All these guys are leaving. There's so many of them that left. Mate – to, yeah. to mask really Costas and Mate's kind of defensive shortcomings. Yeah, exactly. Playing zone to do that. Well, now those two are gone, and I think there's going to be less of that. And on top of the fact that there's just been a concerted effort to focus on the defense, I think we will see an improved defensive team from last year. Right. You know, Mate, I think, was a step slow. Costas uh, just kind of wanted to hang out in the lane and go after block shots. Um, and, you know, honestly, you play zone. Zone has some uh, – some stereotypes that come along with it when you only have a couple of guards that you can really run with you want to protect them from foul trouble and, and while you don't just sit in a zone and, and, and not play hard you're saving legs you're saving fouls by doing so um and so and we were playing with a really really young team all these guys all our experience at the at the sophomore level uh they were all freshmen last year so so we're hiding a lot hiding their defensive shortcomings as well um but now they're into it. Now they've got a year of experience under their belt. Now they know the game, and they're able to play at that speed, pick it up. And, and I think we have a core group of guys here that ultimately, if it came to it, and we had ju just switch man-to-man, -man, we're going, you know, picks and switches or, or traps or however we want to play ball screens, that type of stuff, uh, you know, we can help each other out rather than having to uh, cover each other up. A couple ways before you get on the show, you can tweet me, jump in my mentions. You can at me. I'll give you permission. Go ahead and at me. At WHIO on the Twitter machine. You can call us up at 457-1290. Or if you join us here at Flanagan's, like so many of these nice people tonight, you can join us live at the Bud Light Mike. Kevin on Twitter says, hey, John, long time, first time. I've seen all I need. This is without question a second weekend tournament team at the very least. <laughs> Kevin, I appreciate your sarcasm. Fun, I see right through it. Hat tip to you. Shout out to the guy last year who told us this time. I forget who he was, but... I screen grabbed it and saved it when he was like, this is a tournament team after seeing one game. They weren't any postseason team last year, but no. that's okay. Uh, also, John Jr. on Twitter says, hi, John, long-time listener, first-time tweeter. I know that's not true, but that's okay, John. Why didn't the walk-on start? That will never not be hilarious after uh, the guy called us up a couple seasons ago and just really wanted to know why Kyle Davis wasn't starting. That really bothered that guy from Beaver Creek. Really. Really bothered that guy from Beaver Creek the one year. <laughs> to each his own. 
So, backup point guard. Do you see do you see Cohill or Matos, Keith, as one of them having the pole position for backup point guard behind Cohill? Or Crutcher, I'm sorry. Behind Crutcher, I mean, right now, judging by what we saw, Cohill was the first one to come off the bench. And, uh, and who did he sub in? He subbed in for Trey when Trey picked up some foul trouble there. Yeah. Um, so I would say he's, he's ahead right now, uh, just judging by what we saw there. Uh, I thought for the most part on offense, uh, you know, he did well, got into the lane, played hard, um, you know, made mostly good decisions, a couple of, you know, freshman mistakes, trying to do a little too much. Um, you know, the biggest thing for him is going to be defense. Can he keep up on defense? Can, you know, he's going to be playing against some quick guys, some experienced guys, uh, typically point guards. Guards are team leaders, heady guys. Um, so he's going to have to find a way to keep up with that. Matos, uh, you know, coming in the second half, the way he shot the ball, uh, if he's going to make a, a, a case for himself as a, as a bit of a score, if he keep up on defense and at the same time find a, uh, find a groove on offense, then, you know, he'll, you'll find him in there as well. And, and you know, hopefully we, we play, uh, play enough, play hard enough that we get a good rotation and we're not just running guys for 36, 38 minutes a game. How does Jordan Davis, if at all, Keith, fit into the, the point guard in terms of the backup role? Is he like the emergency option, like break glass in case of foul trouble? Or does he maybe get some minutes sprinkled in there just to give some guys a breather? How do you see him fitting into that equation? I think you might see him slide over a little bit. Uh, you know, not necessarily the first option. I think he's more of a shooter, someone that you want coming off a screen, someone that you want to be running plays for and finding a way to get him the ball. Um, but I think he's a viable option, for example, if, if a team is pressing us and we got to have somebody else other than Crutcher, other than Cohill bringing the ball up the court. You know, Jordan Davis is capable of doing that. Um, or if we're in some type of drastic foul trouble and, God forbid, any injury issues, then, you know, he's, he's a viable option um, yeah. that, that we could have do it. Not necessarily what you want to do in that situation, but he could if he needed to. Yeah, I think the, the injury situation this year, um, there's going to be, how do I phrase this in a way the FCC would approve of? Uh, let's just say some nerves. I don't want to get myself in trouble. Some nerves in terms of, like, this this thing is one or two. We know what we're working with. Yeah, long-term yeah. injuries away from, uh-oh. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, right, and stuff going like sideways. Said, knock on wood, cross your fingers, God forbid, uh, whatever we got to do to stay healthy and, and you know, we do have a great training staff, um, and, and I know we got a new strength coach this year that they're always taking care of these guys. And Dayton, as a university, does just an absolutely tremendous job of providing uh, the trainers, the coaches, and ultimately the players the resources to be able to recuperate, to train properly, to eat properly, uh, to take care of their bodies so that they can get back out on the court can they, so they can stay on the court. Mike Mulcahy. Shout out. Absolutely, big time. As Larry says many times, you're the real MVP. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bud Light Mike is available for you to uh, use here at, here at uh, I almost said Kettering. We're not in Kettering. Tom is from Kettering, but we're at Flanagan's <laughs> here on Stewart Street. Tom from Kettering joins us G on the show for the first time. Gentlemen, uh, you know, I, the, the biggest fear for me is the health of Jordan Crutcher, or uh, Jalen Crutcher. Yes. A and, uh, um, you know, he made it through last year. Uh, he went down tonight for, you know, a short while. I Just don't know what cramp. that was. It was a cramp. Yeah, cramp or something like yeah, that. But, you know, and, and uh, so, you know, that you just know how important that guy is to the whole to the whole mix. 
really impressed with Matos and uh, Obi Toppin. Uh, and Mike Sell looks like he's feeling good. And, uh, uh, you know, things are things are things seem to be rolling for him. And, uh, and he's got, you know, now Cunningham's got a little help because he didn't he didn't have much last year. You know, so those are those are all good things, and and uh, just uh, you know, uh, I guess they got a couple of uh, 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 walk-on kind of guys. So I guess you could play you could play Matzos. That looks like he's very athletic, so you could play him at guard. I guess you know I don't know if he can bring the ball up, but uh, he is a, he is a guard. He is a guard. So yes. well, Mike Sell played point guard in high school, so uh, uh, you know pretty pretty. Uh, uh, you know, but I, I still worry about Crutcher's health, <laughs> you know, cause, just because yeah. he's a slight guy, you know. High usage rate and all that. But, yeah, I mean, he, like you said, he stayed healthy last year, and I, I think he'll be yeah. fine. And he's on a trajectory, I think, that, I mean, that one of the other storylines I'm keeping my eye on this year is his trajectory and his chance to emerge as one of the best point guards in the A-10. Absolutely. I, you know, I think uh, – when you think about teams, when you go in as a as a fan, you always you always want to avoid the injury bug. No matter no matter who gets hurt, uh, you know it's going to have some type of an impact. So we try to avoid that. But I think you know again looking looking up and down the roster, um, you know I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I'm excited that I think we're going to be better than we were last year, and you know we might we might mess around and win a game or two that we shouldn't win. Uh, you know which would be great for confidence. Who knows where it goes from there. Um, you know, in the same aspect, we've got some young guys that we're trying to get everybody on the same page still. So we'll probably lose a game or two that we shouldn't. So um, hopefully we just don't alternate them for the entire season like we did last year. That wasn't Larry Hanskin coaching Capital, was it? He looked a lot like him. He looked like Larry. I, but, but, you know, the one thing about Capital, they shot like 94% free throws or something yeah. like that tonight. So well, you'd Dame. expect that from Damon Goodwin. So. Yeah. Damon can shoot. Should also mention uh, Edwin Young, a former Dayton Flyer, refereeing the contest tonight. Uh, yes, that was one of my tweets that I got. Let's pull this up here. What do you think of his performance, Keith? Because he called Twitter, two early fouls on Trey Landers. Yeah, I he was did. telling him, "Don't you don't yeah. have to sell us on not being biased." Yeah, Chuck Just on Twitter. Swallow the whistle for a minute. Chuck's getting straight to it. Chuck on Twitter says, "Hey, John, let's cut to the chase. Evaluating tonight's performance." How'd Edwin Young do behind the whistle? Yeah. What say you, Mr. Walscow? You know what? I thought he did good. Uh, like I, I give him a hard time about calling two early fouls on Trey, but they were. <laughs> I got to be honest, they were. Yeah. Uh, and I love the fact that uh, I think it was uh, I forget who it was. Some one of the guys was down low. Uh, Josh Cunningham, I believe it was, had a move. Guard switched onto him. Guard flopped, and Edwin went with the block call. He didn't get suckered into the charge call, which I I love that from him, especially from for being a guard but Edwin, Edwin was a tough cat like he was he was a tough dude to play against so we talked about Crutcher a little bit you know Keith we saw flashes and you know everybody was including I me I, I did at times last year throw the kind of oh my god it's Scoochie Smith 2.0 you know kind of last year and he showed he showed flashes certainly of very you know what Brooks always calls playground Scoochie some of those mm -hmm. moves around the rim to finish mm -hmm. certainly looking like Scooch at times in terms of even tonight looking like he's got the ball on a string the way he distributes his leadership um, but that freshman to sophomore jump, Keith, now his development, he's had another so, year yeah. in the program physically. When he gets to a 10 season now, you've got teams that are intimately familiar with him and mm -hmm. his scouting report and all that. How does he, how is he going to, what are going to be his challenges as he handles his now 
sophomore campaign. And really, like I said, Keith really does, I think for a lot of people, look to he could be emerging this year as one of the, if not the best, point guard in the A-10. Well, I, I think the challenge is when you're a sophomore, you're doing well. People don't know that much about you. They haven't played against you before. They, they don't know necessarily what works against you. So you can still get to your go-to moves. You can still stay within your comfort level and use what works for you as far as your style of play, the moves you go to, uh, and, and how you play. As you get into a sophomore, people have your film. They've played against you. They know what works against you. So you have to continue to develop as a player and find ways around what they're doing. And now you have counter moves. Now you have other, other options that you go to, other ways that you can play. Can you be a driver? Can you be a passer? Can you be a, a shooter, a scorer? Uh, are you just going to get the ball up the court and then kind of hide? So, um, you know, I think as far as full player, player development, that's where the challenge lies with him and, and knowing that he's going to be getting everybody's best shot. It was a nice uh, nice game for Cohill tonight. He finished with, or Crutcher, I did it again, two C names. Can't keep them straight. He had 11 to almost pace the Flyers. Leading scorer Trey Landers with 15 along with Jerry Matos. He also finished tonight with 15 did the JUCO transfer. Dayton and Winter tonight in their only public exhibition game, 89-71 over Capital. This is a Flyer Feedback live from Flanagan's Pub, and we'll be back with a home stretch of it right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know, the top. Hey, WHIO listeners. Sergeant Mark Bauer in the WHIO Traffic Center. What are your thoughts on our radio station? They have the best talk personalities. Breaking news. Hackers claiming to be working on behalf of ISIS. Traffic report. I'm seeing cars stuck all over the Miami Valley. Weather, school closings. If it's important to Dayton, we're talking about it. I've always listened to them, and I, and I always will. We give you the best breaking news, weather, and traffic. It's simply the best. This is Shepard Smith. You're listening to Miami Valley's home for Fox News, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. A Dayton man now facing murder charges. A former soccer coach is convicted of having a sexual relationship with a 14-year-old, but he's nowhere to be found. And a decent-looking weekend on tap for the Miami Valley, but don't get too used to it. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. A lot of you have been asking me, where are we going next summer? I'm excited to announce we're going to Greece. YMT Vacations 10-day tour of Greece and her islands. It begins on June 19th when we fly to Athens, where we will visit the Acropolis, the Parthenon, and classic white dome churches with plenty of time to explore this ancient seat of civilization, along with all the wonderful food, music, and culture. Then we move on to the islands of Mykonos and Santorini, where we take in the spectacular natural beauty and gorgeous beaches. And our local YMT tour guide will be with us every step of the way. Price for this fully guided tour, which includes the tour, hotels, breakfast, some dinners, round-trip airfare from Columbus, and all taxes and fees, is $33.29 after a $250 per person savings if you book now. So call YMT Vacations at 800-716-1757, 800-716-1757. We'll see you this summer in Greece. A few light showers and drizzle moving by here this evening. Temperatures turning cooler as well. We'll drop to 36 by morning. We'll see some sunshine return for Saturday. Temperatures stay cool to high of 52. I'm Chief Meteorologist Eric Elwell to Miami Valley Severe Weather Station. AM 1290 at News 95.7 WHIO. 
You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub for the last time tonight. John Bedell, former Flyer Keith Walskowski, also University of Dayton Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and you here for Flyer Feedback. We're excited to have another season of this show off and running with you, the Flyer uh, Fanatics, with us for the ride. As I mentioned, we're coming to you live from Flanagan's Pub. It's a place where we don't, as in do not, do not tweet recruits. Hashtag don't tweet recruits. Hashtag the more you know. Uh, Keith, looking ahead as this team now gets ready to start the regular season, they start off with uh, UNF coming in here on uh, Wednesday. Uh, Birds of Trey, as they're known, North Florida. They had uh, that tournament run a couple of years ago. We've seen them at the at the arena for the first four on uh, more than one occasion. Uh, this schedule, regular season-wise, gets started Wednesday, Keith, and it ramps up in a hurry because, my goodness, they go North Florida, Coppin State, IPFW, which we remember them from a few years ago in the yep. Elite run that, you know, Jordan Seibert probably saved with that last-second game winner against Picture IPFW. Picture of that on the new arena wall. No, that's the Boise State shot. Oh, is it? Okay. The shot. Okay. Well, the shot from the shot, the shot. shot from Jordan Seibert. I know some people and Ed Young might take exception to that. Uh, so the shot from Jordan Seibert, uh, immortalized on the walls now of UD Arena. But I'll tell you what, they go to the Battle for Atlantis in the Bahamas, and you still want to come back from that tournament you'd like to with two wins. But you talk about a tournament where it's like, Usually you go to these exempt tournaments and you say, boy, you don't want to end up in the loser's bracket. Not here because you've got Butler, Virginia. They start with Butler. They'll get, depending on whether they win or lose, Middle Tennessee or Virginia. You've also got Oklahoma, Stanford, Wisconsin, Florida. I mean, it's a stupidly loaded field. Oklahoma's there as well. I mean, that you talk about a meat grinder of a non-exempt tournament. My yeah, goodness. Yeah, that's, that's a tough matchup no matter what side of the bracket that you're in. That's going to get real in a hurry coming up uh, here. That's the week yes, of Thanksgiving, so a couple weeks of regular season ball in the non-exempt tournament. 457-1290 is the number. You can tweet us at jvidlwhiu. You can tweet me. I may read your tweet on the air. Uh, or you can join us at the Bud Light mic, Jeff and Dayton. You know, it's, uh, Keith mentioned it earlier, uh, uh, Obi hitting that little short turnaround jump shot, that mid-range, and it, I thought it was fitting that uh, Mark Ashman was up on the board for the uh, White Allen MVP tonight because he made a living on that little baseline jump shot. And uh, it's kind of, you don't see it a whole lot in college basketball anymore. It's kind of everyone wants to go back to the basket and go to the rim or they want to, you know, the big, you know, the modern big men, the, the, the Anandacupos and the, well, probably Dirk Nowitzki was really one of the early ones that want to all step out. And uh, I think, that's that's a that's a shot that's tough to defend just because a lot of guys in the post defending it don't see it. Well, I, I think it's tough because you don't see a mid-range jump shot at any level of basketball anymore. Everything's either got to be a dunk uh, or a finish at the rim or, or a three-pointer. So if if Obi can learn to take the space, create the space, uh, you got drivers like like Crutcher and Cohill getting to the rim. His guy gets sucked in. You take take a step to the side. Uh, you know, step out, hit a short jump shot, baseline jump shot, short corner. Uh, it can open up a lot of things. I remember myself being able to uh, got a lot of points my freshman year off of short corner jump shots. Got another tweet coming in. UD Ryan on Twitter says, first look of Matos. Impressive D, especially given what we saw last year, an aggressive on O with a shot. 
Uh, what's the thoughts on him taking his starting spot? I think he means Matos here, Keith, with J.D. Jordan Davis coming off the bench. I mean, I see Jordan Davis as pretty well entrenched in the starting lineup. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, yeah I mean... I'm not going to make any wild assumptions based off of one exhibition game. Come on, you don't want to engage in some <laughs> reckless yeah, speculation. Yeah, you know Keith? what? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here's what I really Hit the think. buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'll take what's behind door number two. Okay. And uh, and and we'll just stick with with how we're rolling right now. Obviously, uh, uh, Jordan Davis. You know, he's he's got the upper hand. We know what what he's capable of. He's an known commodity. And, you know, at the same time, you can only have so many scores on the court at, the, at, at once. You've got to have different styles, guys that are going to move the ball and play well, mesh everything together. So um, right now I don't think they're going to go anything. And, you know, hopefully Matos makes that decision tough on Anthony Graham. That's right. That's a good problem to have. That wouldn't be a problem. That would be a situation. That's right. It's like too much pitching in baseball. Well, that's going to do it for us Flyer fans. One more time, Dayton a winner in their only public exhibition game this season. They down Capitol 89-71. Thanks to producer Griff for keeping us on the air. Our next game is Wednesday against North Florida, 7 p.m. tip. We'll see you on the air at 6 for the expanded Bud Light pregame show. Larry and Bucky have the tip from UD Arena an hour later. So we will see you on the radio Wednesday night, Flyer fans. Until then, from my Hall of Fame partner, Keith Walskowski, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.